0: Hey, superheroes. Uh, it has been a while since we've done an episode. This is uh, Zach, as always. Cody. <laughs> Man of many words. Cued in by hand <laughs> Cued in gestures. By hand gestures. Um, yeah. We just wanted to give you a little kind of, I don't know, uh, uh, explanation? Uh, quip? What, what are we doing with this? What is this called? I mean,
1: th- this is like a pre-intro to an intro Yeah, to a thing. We just wanted to
0: explain that uh, this episode, along with some of the other ones you're going to hear this month, were recorded ahead of time, but we didn't release them because, well, frankly, we were kind of in the middle of changing how the format of the show goes. And everything's been on fire. That's also been very true. Uh, Cody and I just have not been able to meet to record. Our schedules have been way out of whack, way out of sync with each other. Uh, We didn't break up. We're still together. It's okay. We still nah, love each other. It's
1: just you know you go you go <laughs> finals, holidays, virus, uh, <laughs> right. virus, right? Virus, work,
0: work, virus, virus, work, virus. But the work virus. But the work virus. But we're back um, this month of May. We're gonna have a new episode every week. You know, it's gonna make up for the fact that we've been absent for roughly six months. <laughs> I mean, it's like an episode a month almost.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, it's it's. Fu- well, four months.
0: Well, our last episode was uh, in the middle of October, and yeah, so that'll—that's so th- about six this November, month. November,
1: December, m- January, February, March, April. Wow, wow that math is a, a thing. thing. <laughs> uh, I- yeah, I guess technically it is six months. I yeah. can't count. So but Anyway,
0: to, to kind of mark our return back, we are doing a new episode every week. We're going to start with this one here with the lovely Alex Fasciane. Thank you again, Alex. We really do appreciate you taking the time to record with us. Go check out Star Wars New Kingdom Book Club. Please, please, please. That was my first ever podcast, and uh, it's a fun one. And then from there, we're going to release Joker, which we reviewed, I think, about two months after it had been in theaters. It was our third run. Yeah, cuz uh, it, it was
1: like it was intended to come out in October and then everything happened. Right.
0: And uh we just we both got busy and then honestly like it just didn't feel quite right to release Joker with a lot of things going on. So now we're going to release it. But anyway, we've got Last Jedi coming up with Alex, we got Joker after that, and then we got two new ones that we are recording today as of recording this little preamble thing here and we're going to be doing birds of prey and thor dark world. So we're going to do some good <laughs> and then we're going to do some not excited so good. For that. <laughs> get excited for that. But regardless, we're back. We appreciate you guys sticking around, uh, you know, listening to the show and supporting us and we do hope that we haven't lost you. and if we did, it's understandable. We get it. It's no big deal. Uh, but that's about it. I think. Right, Cody? Is that all?
1: Fine, we got? yeah. It's yeah. it's like when you like if you're climbing a hill and as you climbed the hill, you kinda just slid back down to the bottom of the hill. And then you kinda were like, Well, do I wanna walk up back the hill? And then you don't walk up the hill. But then you start walking up the hill. <laughs> but then you see the spot where you kinda fell down the hill. Cody Cody, I love all your hill metaphors, but we gotta we got a jet. We gotta record. Well, that was a lot more hill, but okay. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, thank you, guys. Uh, Enjoy this episode. Happy May 4th. May the Force be with you. And uh, we'll see you all later. Bye-bye. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Panel Pictures, a podcast about comic and comic book film. I'm your friendly neighborhood, Zach. And as always, I'm joined by the closest thing that we have to Lar Flea's, at least in this universe, Cody McKinney. Cody, how you doing today, buddy? You doing all right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm caffeinated. You caffeinated? I'm
1: no longer hungry.
0: That's good. That's good. Yeah, you are a pretty good omelet chef. I'm, I'm pretty impressed. So, yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what living in the kitchen will do to you. <laughs> living in a kitchen? Yeah, I know that feeling. God, living in my grandma's restaurant for eight years. Well... Cody, bud, today we're doing something a little bit different. Uh, we're we're kind of shaking up our our usual routine a little bit. And uh, to do that, I feel like I need to reach out into the force here, and I need to I need to call across at least the country. I was going to say the galaxy, but it's not that far away. Uh, but I'm going to I'm going to use my Jedi mind tricks here, and I'm going to call in someone to help us uh, do this review today. Do you mind? Go ahead. I All mean, right. Like anything's more professional than me. So. Okay. All right. I'm going to I'm going to limber up here. Ugh. Okay. And then uh, I'm just going to going to call. Alex. Mm. Alex. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm, Alex.
2: Sorry, you caught me. I was just drinking some titty milk. I I, uh, I was down on I was down by the water. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was I wasn't ready for a force for a force meeting. How are you guys doing? I'm good.
1: <laughs> Better now.
0: Something that blew my fucking mind. Speaking of that, so I I have not had the privilege to go to Galaxy's Edge. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to. I really do because I feel like I will just die there. It's um, pretty great. Yeah. Yeah, I did not realize that the the blue milk and the green milk station, I know that you can get the collectible bottles and there's like a Bantha on one side. Yeah. I didn't know that they put the fucking pre- like Preggers sea lion Dude, hell yeah. thing on the other side of it. So like the green milk is supposed to come from that. And I'm like, you literally took one of the parts of this movie that people like are kind of iffy on and we're like, Hey, drink this. Yeah, dude, <laughs> me, me and me and Davis were able to do the like
2: Ray and Luke, like green milk scene at Disneyland. <laughs> and you know, it was symbolic because, you know, I feel like, I feel like, uh, our, our thoughts on the last Jedi are, are well known Yeah. But for your audience. I just want to say hi, I'm sorry. I like the movie. I just, I do. So I don't know where, I don't know where anybody else lands on it, but I'm, I'm that guy.
0: Well, I mean, that's where I am as well. And I don't remember, Cody, I feel like you liked it at first and then you kind of gradually shifted away from that.
1: The more times I watched it, the less I liked it every single time. I,
0: really? Okay.
1: That's All I feel right, about I get the that.
2: 300 movie. That movie <laughs> blew my it. mind when I was like 15. And every time I see it, I'm like, oh shit.
0: Yeah. It's kind of, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's pretty faithful to the comic from memory, if memory serves right. But that, that movie has not aged well, at least for me. Like when you're an edgy 16 year old, you're like, yeah. 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 Fucking Sparta. Yeah. Abs.
2: Yeah. But, um, but that but we, said, like, I totally understand why people... I have I have trouble with this movie. I, I, I totally get the like other viewpoint on this movie. And I, I know there's I know it's not just one other viewpoint, but I totally understand how this movie is different from the other Star Wars movies. But reading it as a comic was uh, it's different. Yeah, it's, it's it's very different. It's a very different flavor.
0: Yeah. So I think uh, so. Let's kind of preface really quick. So we're not going to review just the movie today. We're kind of comparing and contrasting the film itself. Star Wars, The Last Jedi, along with uh, the Marvel was it like 2016 2017 version uh film ad- adaptation i had to be
1: 2017
0: yeah okay yeah 2017 my bad yeah, last jedi feels like forever ago because the <laughs> internet makes it seem like it's always been a part of this terrible terrible discourse i don't know well, but good lord i
2: mean i thought i thought that i thought that the last jedi was gonna be like the dark the dark sibling the like the like tainted the- <laughs> I thought there was going to be like I thought there was going to be like a pall of sadness around last Jedi forever. And then uh, the rise of Skywalker came out. So, yeah. So I feel like everybody's everybody's like done like
0: cyberbullying me for now for a little bit. Like I get, I get like a break. Yeah. <laughs> God, I hope. God, I hope. I, I think it's I think that's one important thing we need to preface is like we're not going to be able to review the movie itself without the context and the influence of Rise of Skywalker. Because having Rise of Skywalker out now, um, it definitely makes me look at The Last Jedi in a completely different light. For me personally, I I got done watching it yesterday on Disney Plus, and I was like, I, I don't get it. I don't get why people hate this movie so much. I get why they might hate Luke Skywalker dying. I get why they might hate luke drinking green titty milk from a walrus yeah you know but like i don't understand why people are like this is the end of star wars (laughs) i don't understand (laughs) i mean i Uh, kind of wish it was now though
2: i i I, kind of do i feel like i got monkey's pod i think i feel like we all did i i I don't know but uh the thing about the last jedi right that's like so different you know i think i think it's like you know i think it's a question of like what you see star wars as and i think I think for a lot of people, and I mean some people just don't like the movie straight up, right? Like yeah. some people yeah. are just like, Ryan Johnson didn't write an airtight screenplay and the movie is directed poorly. And you know, that's shit. Yeah, I know. But that's a whole other that's a whole other conversation, right? And right. And, and in a lot of ways the comic solves that problem. I'm I'm interested to know what
0: Gary Widow was working off of when he wrote this comic. Yeah, I am too, because like this almost seems like it was kind of influenced by people's reactions to... A couple to, things, yeah. You know, um, let me pull my notes up here. Like, there's one thing in particular. Uh, we can kind of go out of order here, since we're not doing a play-by-play here. Everyone's seen the movie, or they don't, whatever. It's been years. Um, like, get with it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Get with, yeah. Get with it. Yeah, get with it. While I'm looking that up, like, for me, they just keep, like, in this comic, like, there's always little bubbles that hammer in, like... Little commentary. It's like, oh, never heard that story before type like. Yes. like It's almost like jabs.
0: Yeah. Like, OK, so there's one and I can't find the exact quote here through my notes, but there's one part where they're talking about the plan where they're going to go to get the slicer from Canto Bite. Yeah. And everyone's like, cool, cool. Are we cool? Like and uh, Rose is like, I feel like everyone's forgotten that this was my plan all along. I wonder if. Like the the negativity towards uh, Rose and Kelly Marie Tran, you know, I, I wonder if oh. that influenced that kind of oh like extra tidbit in there, you know? Well,
2: I don't know. I think I think I think like what I think what it is. A lot of this, like, I think Gary Whitta is if he was able to see the movie uh, before he did this, like if he was able to see the movie's impact culturally before this was written. I'm not sure if it was. I don't know what the timetable was on it.
0: Yeah, that's that's the hard thing to ascertain. I I
2: think I could probably figure it out if I looked it up, but I I am not I'm not 100% but like I think what he's trying to do here is he's trying to sort of, it's almost like a peace offering is what I got from it. Like I didn't sure. I didn't feel emotionally babied by this comic. I felt like a lot of a lot of the trouble that people had with this movie was looking at the character arc of Luke Skywalker in the original trilogy and seeing how he goes from like a neophyte like boy who doesn't know how to do fucking anything he's stupid he doesn't (laughs) yeah he doesn't know what he's even doing and then by return of the jedi he's like confident he's like you know he's upgraded his lightsaber he's basically like taken his jedi identity on for himself and he's like triumphed over temptation he like had his like showdown with the emperor where he like figured out about overcoming the dark side and overcoming his own demons to like be a true, like powerful light side Jedi. And, 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 and I think that the problem a lot of people have with the last Jedi is that like, it almost seems like, the movie is like shitting on that legacy a little bit. Right. Like I feel like I feel like some people feel like my Luke would never have done that. And I don't it's it's weird to me waiting 30 years to see a movie about Luke Skywalker, like at his in his prime and like being able to dispense some wisdom and him just still being this sort of like almost even worse off than he was uh, before. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Before Return of the Jedi. I think that what this book does that I think is interesting, and I'm and I'm actually I'm actually sort of like I'm actually sort of like impressed with it. It's almost like notes on the screenplay a little bit because it is, yeah. Because because one of the one of the one of the other things about the comic is that there's no pacing issue in the comic like there is in the movie because you don't have to sit and watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so they can skip around and say things. And I think that just the the little the little extra element, like the book opens, right, with Luke talking to himself in the comic almost. He's talking about like uh, he's him separating from himself
0: from the force and, and
2: why he did it and how he feels a little bit more. Yeah. And I feel like if people had that, people who like really love their image of Luke from when they were young, like I feel like that would have at least like sort of invited them into the thought process a little more. And I think the movie expects a lot of us, the audience, to do a lot of that work ourselves because we it, it expects us to empathize with him a little bit. And I think that, right. and I think that in the comic, the fact that they sort of like spell it out for you a little bit more, I think it's almost stronger of a of a way to get Luke's idea across because he doesn't even come out and say half
0: the stuff that he thinks in this book. Um, that's that's really true. I, I I feel like we have to kind of piece together his emotions by ourselves and, I, and maybe that process is what upset a lot of people like maybe some people couldn't figure out like why did he get so downtrodden after after one mistake or something like that or or why did he get so hard on himself after ben quote-unquote fucked everything up yeah and of course it you does know. it
2: does spell it out for you in the movie like it's there for you to get if you right if you are watching it but luke doesn't say it to ray you don't get any of the the feeling like they that they really focus on in this which is like that Luke sees himself in Ray a lot. Yeah. And, and I'd like just to go back to what you were saying earlier, Cody, about the, uh, the thing where he's like talking about, uh, you know, wow. I've never seen that before. Like, <laughs> I felt like, I felt like what he was doing was he was almost like when you hear the narrator come in at the end of our town or something. And it's like, ah, uh, yeah. There's a lot of people just doing their thing, and I, like you know like it almost sounds like <laughs> Luke like just kind of like having that wisdom and being being able to step back and see what's happening this time because he already lived through it once and I think I think to me like that's the main difference between reading this and and watching this is that I feel like if this movie. Was closer to how everybody's motivation is spelled out in this book. Even like Poe, even like even like uh, Rose Tico. Like, there's a scene in the in that same room where Rose is um, in the comics. She says, "I think you guys are forgetting that this is my idea, right?" The I, I think the reason that's in the book like that is because if you remember in the movie, the way that they do that joke of because uh, the, the basically the scene is the two guys get super excited about the idea and they like run off with it, and Rose is like, "What? Well, uh, you guys are what?" okay? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and, and in the in the actual movie, the way they do it is a visual gag where Rose is standing at the back of the room and she's talking and like Poe and Finn sort of like move in front of her. Like they like... Oh, right. Yeah, yeah they like right. They like sort of like move in front of her, which is a hard thing to do in the comics. And there's actually there actually is a moment like that in the comics where I was like, I don't think somebody who didn't see the movie would understand this. But a lot of the stuff that i really enjoyed about the comic was that yeah they just give you a little bit more information about what's going on like the fact that she says that it's like no this is what you're supposed to think right here right they, they're they're less vague about it they're less um they're less yeah, it definitely yeah. is more direct there's no there's no like movement like comic books have this sort of like intrinsic value of being like you can be brief in a comic book in a way you can't be or and you can be more direct because like for example, and I was talking to I was talking to Davis about this just the other day on on my Star Wars podcast about how the t- like when you look at frames of a comic, because he was talking about how he likes to read comics in that sort of like mode that you can do on like a computer and iPad where it like pop 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 Oh, yeah. where it goes panel, panel, panel. Yeah, because he was saying like, I don't like to be spoiled. And I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, I, the point of comics is that it's like you look at the image as a whole and. And you sort of like use your own brain to imagine the action. And and I think that like that little adjustment in The Last Jedi, you know, it, it eliminates some of Ryan Johnson's ability to convey story through just good filmmaking. And so the, mm. so the comic has to like pick up the slack a little bit uh, on that. And I think that's I think it I think it actually works in the
0: story's favor in terms of laying it out as a script. Yeah, no, I 100 I, percent I agree. Uh, one thing I did notice, though reading through the comic and then watching the film. And I actually did this side by side. I had my iPad in my lap as I was like watching the movie and I was kind of comparing and contrasting as things were, you know, developing. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of dedication. Do it. I said, that's a lot of dedication. I, I mean, I don't know. I, it wasn't that bad. I did I did like one hour, one day, and then I did the next hour the next day. So it wasn't too bad. But um, one thing I noticed, though, was that the movie has a little bit more, I would argue, almost like a comedic tone compared to the comic. I feel like the comic is almost taking things a little too seriously sometimes. Cause they cut out like the banter between Hux and Poe at the very beginning, you know, but to like counter that there's also like these little things like Leia says, uh, what was it? Uh, what's the line? I got it right here. Let me pull it up here. Leia says, always with the big ships. Sometimes I feel I have to ask what they're compensating for.
2: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or Poe says, like, oh, I hope it's not another big ball or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: Destroying base. And so like I I I wonder, like, I wonder if those kinds of scenes didn't like the the Poe and Hucks one gets me that it's not in the comic at all. I think you're, it you know? I think it just
2: goes back to a question of time. Like in a movie, right, where you're sitting there and you're watching it at the pace of the director, he can include those jokes in a way where it doesn't like make the scene about those jokes. It's still right. very much like a daring Star Wars rescue, but to to have like that many line exchanges back and forth in a comic like I think there's other ways to communicate Poe's levity and i and i don't think i don't think that he was like that's dumb get that out of here and in right. the same way like uh dj for example seems a lot different in this book without the like like uh you know like like he has like a very different vibe to him but again i think it's all about just underlining the meaning like like uh everybody refers to poe as captain dameron in this book a little bit more just to like cut his balls a little bit yeah nail that home yeah I just I love yeah. I, I, I thought that was like an interesting way of dealing with that problem. But it does lose some of that.
0: It's hard to convey Star Wars goofiness in a comic book. It kind of is. Yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> to, real talk. I was trying to imitate um, DJ Stutter the other day when I was watching this movie. I was like, how does he do that? And I was trying to go like, yeah, <laughs> like that. And my wife came in. <laughs> I'm doing that. And she sees me watching Star Wars, looking at the screen going like and she was like what what is the matter with you she's like what are you
1: doing it's
0: like
2: when you study <laughs> apes
0: and they're like trying to like mimicking yeah.
2: the tv screen
1: <laughs> yeah this that's yeah i want to star war
0: that's i think i feel like that's insulting the apes though i was probably doing something worse um another another scene though that i really like, I, I read this comic, and I felt like, like you were saying, you know, you, you kind of go in the mind of these characters a little bit more with the comic. I wish one thing that had been included in the movie that was in this comic is the scene where, like, Chewie busts down the door, and he's like, Chewie, what are you doing here? Dude, and yeah, that whole scene is so much better in this. Exactly. When he's like, he's like, you know, who, like, what what happened to Han? And the movie leads you to, like, okay, well, you put the pieces together. But the comic is like, straight up, hey, he got killed by his, de- you know, his son. And yeah. then... Luke gets so mad that uh, like bowls are lifting up and things like that. And then Chewie gives him a big hug and he says, it's all right, Chewie. Like that, you know, 10 seconds of film would have added a whole lot of weight to that, that entire scene, in my opinion. You know, I, I, I mean, I, I know, making your own star Wars movie is stupid. It's fucking dumb. I you know, like time. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean mad. like you can make your own star Wars movie, but you shouldn't be serious about making your own star Wars movie. Cause you're not fucking JJ. You're not like, you're not, not, Ryan, like, yeah, you're you're not, not j- trying to be like, I'm the better writer, but it, no, no, but
2: I think, I think, but, it, I think it comes with, I think it comes down to like, okay. Like literally in a comic book, like you don't, the comic book, you have to spell it out because you can't, have acting in the comic book. Right. Uh, And I think like, I think like in the movie, like the reason he doesn't do that is because it is like a little bit on the nose. It's like a show don't tell type scenario, but because in the comic book, he literally is like, Oh, if I hadn't cut myself off from the force, I would have known. It's like, it, it, it makes sure that you know exactly. And I didn't get the exact feelings that, that, that he says in this comic, but Mm. it's almost stronger to hear them spoken out loud just because I feel a little bit more empathetic towards Luke in this story and less like he's like a crazy wizard.
0: Yeah, I I kind of wrote that down, you know, especially, you know, again, I know this is like the fourth time we've referenced, referenced this, but like this fucking milk in the space walrus, you know, they, yeah. they cut that part out of the comic. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I wonder, again, I, I wonder if it's because people might have reacted poorly to that, or if that's something you can't convey in the comic well, but in the movie, I felt like that really made Luke look like a crazy ass space hermit that had just lost all sensibility. M- made him look eccentric, at least, right? Yeah.
1: Well, I... I kind of take that scene a little bit differently Okay, yeah. when I saw it. Like, I think that first interaction he's having with Ray is less like him trying to convey that he's lost his mind. I think he's trying to run her off. I think he's literally there to be like, look, you know, if somebody shows up at your door that you don't want to be there, you're going to be weird to be like, you know, it's like coming to the door without like, like in your underwear when the Mormons show up. That right. Type of thing. <laughs> Where like, <laughs> yeah, no, I, think you're, I think you're right on to bug you. So, like you're just like, I'm just gonna be crazy If you hang out. that's up to you, but we're gonna go fishing with a long ass fucking like spear thing. Yeah, and I'm gonna drink titty milk.
2: Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm right there with you. I think I think you're right on with that. And I think that i I just think again that like in a movie, it's easy to it's easy to convey that because Mark Hamill, you know, he's an amazing actor. You're getting this like bitterness. You're getting like you're getting this extra element of Ryan Johnson, the director being like, yeah. Luke is fucked. Luke is not doing like Luke is like, not the way you think he should be right now. Like Luke still has shit. He needs to deal with. And, and it's almost like, it's the same thing with him throwing the lightsaber. It's not a ding against Luke. It's not a ding against the Jedi. It's to show you the audience who has grown to respect the lightsaber. Like it's like a crucifix almost, you know, like you almost feel like, Oh, that's like a holy object Yeah. to to watch him. Just throw it. It's like, it's for us to be like, Oh, but in a comic book, you know, it's almost, it's almost like, you know, it's, you have to tell, don't show a little more because you gotta, you gotta tell the whole story.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. I,
1: I don't want to derail this anymore. No, go for to, it. But like, i that's one of the things in rise of Skywalker, the spoilers for anybody who cares. I don't know why you would care at this point as we, we've, like everybody's seen it everybody has an opinion but in the uh, when she goes back to octo in the in rise of skywalker and she throws the lightsaber into the fire like in luke's force ghost catches it and it's like a jedi's weapon should be but like held with more respect and like that's that i feel like that's jj being like look i did the thing guys like it's he's not he's good again yeah you know like that's one of the retconny things that he does that was there as fan service almost. And I kind of wish weren't there in that movie. Yeah. It's like, if you're going to
2: have the last Jedi, right. If you're going to like make the last Jedi, even if you don't like the last Jedi, you still have to like, (laughs) it still has to happen. It's you have to acknowledge it. Yeah. And, and honestly of all the things, like there's a lot of things in the rise of Skywalker that are this way. There's, there's the, uh, the guy who's like, the hold maneuver is fucking bullshit. That would never work. Like, uh, there's all <laughs> kind there's all kinds of little things like that in this movie, right? Yeah. Like when Kylo is like, Well, they were nobody because technically they nobody knew to be knew nobody. Who they were. Yeah. Or whatever, right? Like that's <laughs> yeah, that's God. that's the type of stuff where you're like, God damn it, like you're literally just erasing this. Or when he like rebuilds his helmet again. But listening to J.J. Abrams talk about that specific moment where Luke catches the lightsaber is he said it was a way for him to show how Luke is now sort of like he understands the score now. He understands that like the problem was his problem. Like he needed to like grow and like not like blame all his personal issues on the fact that he like made a choice about his destiny. Mm. But like, I, I don't know. Like I, I just... It's it seems so it seems so bold in this movie this this whole this whole story the whole story of the last jedi is like somebody gave Ryan Johnson a job that was almost impossible which is like make the new empire strikes back right like everybody's thinking about it because especially because That's especially cuz the first job the first movie is like literally structurally like almost the same as new hope it has like some interesting like remix elements where they like make han into obi-wan etc yeah. But like writing a disrupting status quo, changing like surprise second act that leaves everybody in a bad place is like a very hard thing to do. And he made some very bold choices. And again, I, I you know, I've, I've reviewed R- Rise of Skywalker many times now on the on microphones, but. But, like one of the things that i that I keep coming back to, and this is another this is another thing like that talking about the comic book, it's like anybody who doesn't like the last jedi like i i I rarely see the criticism of the movie that it is hard to understand. I rarely see the criticism of like, I don't understand like why this character made this choice like within the context of the movie, right like as as much as you may agree or disagree with the types of things that the characters do in the movie, like the script itself, they're like. Here's why this character is doing this. They're doing it. And here's the here's the result of it. Here is like this character's struggle in this movie. It's all laid out for you because of that. When you go to the when you go to the comic, you know, you can see these little boxes from each character that are like, here is my want. Here is my here is my feelings during this part. Here is this. And I don't think that if we if we read the comic book adaptation of rise of skywalker which i don't know if that's coming
0: out or what but it probably will i mean the book's coming out in like march and so the comic will probably follow after that right so. um but i don't which which also star wars is canceled because nine nub is dead and i'm mad i can't believe it so i can't believe I, that they were like I'm by the so way he's pissed. dead
2: it's just how they did it with akbar too that was another that I was another moment in the comic where he was like the college, they just yeah. gave him a second and i think in the i think in the movie it would have been weird To like give Akbar like a moment because he's
0: like not in the story at all, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, maybe I don't know. I I, I'm just a big Akbar fan, so me too. Like, so when when you know, especially in the extended universe, through
1: space, yeah.
0: But like, like I hated that they treated him kind of like the way they did. With like, oh, and by the way, he's dead. You know, like all, all all the all the top administration is dead, except for Leia, who's in a concussion. I'm right there with you. But like even in Return of the Jedi, Akbar doesn't
2: like he's there, but he doesn't really like.
0: Yeah, no, no, I, I in a in a film sense, I totally get it. I totally understand why they did it. Like, but I'm talking about like from a stupid, nerdy, extended universe sense, like, you know, yeah, I, I'm like, I'm like that boy deserved better. And so that's why I liked that line in the comic. But I did write down like, you know, I, I would have maybe preferred this to be in the movie, but that's probably a personal preference versus a, an actual artistic choice. Well,
2: that's the that's the exact thing that I think is the dividing line on the last Jedi, right? Like I do think it is appropriate in this comic to do that because the comic is for, you know, you're you're telling this story through another lens and and I think like part of that job is to like sort of like in a comic book you can take a moment because the tone of a comic book allows you to do that. Like you can shift narrator in the middle of a scene. You can shift focus without breaking continuity because I can look at that panel of Akbar as long as I need to, to understand what's going on there. I don't have to like the screen, the on-screen version of this is like wedge in rise of Skywalker. It's like, was it really worth having wedge in the movie just for him to be like, I'm in the movie. Like, Good job. Yeah, and and I feel I feel like I feel like it would almost I feel like it would almost be worse. Not to mention that his son
0: I don't know, know. his fucking son-in-law literally died what 10
1: seconds before that. Smooth yeah. play, Lando. Like he's he's literally robbed from Star Fox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, literally. And I and I and I and I feel like I feel like acknowledging Akbar's legacy to the fans like seconds before Kylo Ren is like making a decision to kill his own mother is like yeah. a dissonant tone for a movie, because in the movie you're like, wait, why the fuck did you just focus on that? Like, is that gonna matter? Like, what's like
0: absolutely, yeah. And
2: I and I think like that's the thing about this comic that's really good is it lets you look at the story without the lens of a film. And I think like Ryan Johnson clearly lands on one side of the Star Wars coin, which is that like it's fucking fantasy. You use these yeah. you use these pieces of your puzzle to to make a movie that stands on its own. And, uh, you know, has something to say about a myth, right? He doesn't think about the Star Wars universe in terms of concrete facts and details like the way that a lot of people do. And I I don't think it's wrong to think about it this way. I just think like we all spend so much time in this universe. It's all natural to us. But when you make a Star Wars movie, that movie's got to be totally satisfactory to somebody who doesn't. Know any of this shit?
0: That's true. I I feel like Ryan Johnson. I don't, I don't know. Like I I feel like we we've all become these like quasi holocron holders. Yes. You know, like the guy the guy that has the job at Lucasfilm. His job is literally like what the holocron holder. Or Pablo Hidalgo. We, well, there's him, but there's that other guy though. The he's he's a small little Asian man, and I remember watching a little documentary. He, there was like a little five minute documentary about his job, and he made literally a program that tracked every character like in a historical timeline and you could pick a character and it would map out where they were going and stuff. Um, Wow. But to, to, to get back though, you know, I I feel like we've all become these, these holocron holders, right? And we're, we're all like, Oh, and this happened and this happened and this happened. And and I think you're right. I think Ryan Johnson is like, okay, but maybe we don't have to always use this, 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 uh, mythos this the these legends and things like that in a sense that you guys are used to maybe we can ditch these characters or you know kill all these characters off that have some uh importance in the galaxy itself but maybe not narratively i don't know you got you're giving me a look cody what's going on bud
1: you literally just pointed out one of the reasons i don't really like this movie that much why, why is that what, like, what is because it because i hate it when a story throws like, all right Alex I don't know if you're an anime fan or not like I've never really like heard that established or like like I can hang like it's the reason I don't like attack on titan yeah you when you introduce characters and like you make you like they make you care about them just for like an episode and then we're going to kill them next episode. That frustrates me. Like why why even put something in the story if you're just going to not use it or you're going to throw it away immediately? Like that seems like a bad storytelling Are we talking, like about, talking, are we to talking me. about Admiral Akbar right now? Well, not necessarily.
0: Admiral I was well, I, I was talking about Akbar and just those characters. I mean, you know, like well, Snap, I, Akbar Nine Nub.
1: Yeah. Well, see, yeah. My, my thing with it, is if ryan johnson doesn't want to use the tools that he's been given like don't try to subvert the tools at the same time like don't make benicio del toro's character a new lando if you're gonna just try to be like he wasn't lando at all like at the end you know like i hate i hate swerves for the sake of swerves
2: well i mean on the other side of that coin right it's like what is the point of the story right the point of like like the question is like is this a story where you're trying to escape to a world or are you trying to watch a myth and i think and i think like i think the Mm. difference i think the difference between the two is like one is not correct over the other one obviously you know what i mean like i think i think that's why i say like when i when i try to talk to people a lot of people like by the way like just because of the way the discourse is it's really hard to talk to a lot of people who don't like the last jedi i mean some people (laughs) some people it's normal you know what i mean like some people just don't like the movie and it's fine you know what i mean like it's I don't I I never care what people's actual opinions are like I'm I'm always happy to hear somebody else's thoughts on something but I always have to get in these fights and I think that's and I think (laughs) it speaks to the point I think it speaks to the point which is that like there's an expectation in a Star Wars movie that certain things are going to happen a certain way, right? And something like DJ, right? Like you're saying, "Oh, he's a new Lando," right? And that's exactly what Ryan Johnson wants you to think because he's trying to he's trying to make the point in a in a sort of like meta narrative way, like in a thematic way, that like it's just super lucky that Han Solo was a good guy. Like there is this mm. there is this there is this storyline going on with Finn throughout this movie, and it's actually clearer in the comic that he starts this movie off as somebody who has only been in the resistance this far by happenstance because Ray wants to be a good guy. And he Ray right. is like the first long-term friend he ever made, you know, besides Poe who he thought was dead for a long, large portion of the first movie, you know? So he didn't really like assume that he was buddies with Poe, but Ray's like his friend. That's his whole world. And he's like, it's almost like selfish what he's doing, right? Like he's, He's, he's like, I need to like go and get Ray because this whole fucking war is some bullshit, you know? And DJ is like the, the sort of like two years along version of that, right? DJ is like this character who is a lot like on the surface. You're like, oh, he's like a Han Solo lovable rogue type. But really he's, he's a guy who's like, there is, there is no good. There is no bad. That shit is made up. Look out for yourself. He's like, he's literally like, he's literally like uh, the Fox in, uh, Pinocchio he's like hey Finn like he's like look what your life could be dude and then Finn has to grow and learn throughout the rest of the movie like like the reason the rebellion is like based on on like regular people is because we're just trying to protect what we love like there's a cause to it you know what I mean and so right. he's telling you that story the same thing with with Ray, it's like they build up this thing about like who is Ray, who is Ray, and On the one side of the coin, if you're living in the in the reality of the Star Wars universe, you know, you want to know the answer. You're like, why? Like there's Snoke. Like Snoke is like not the emperor. He's not a Sith. Like who the fuck is Snoke? Like, what is his deal? Like the fact that you don't get an answer to that is like extremely surprising. Same thing with Rey, like the fact that the question of who her parents are gets brought up again and again and again. And as of The Last Jedi, of course, I know. The plot of Rise of Skywalker, but I'm just saying, like, right. as of The Last Jedi, when he's telling this story, the surprise isn't that you're not the hero. The surprise is that you were the hero this whole time because you wanted to be, not because you had to be. And when you get to mm. make that choice all over again, you know what I mean? Now you're starting on a new path, you know, you know what I mean? And and that's the point of the last Jedi is to shake Star Wars out of that structure of like the Luke guy goes to the place and it's the thing. It's like almost like that worked once and there are other things to say, you know, now that we're making a third set of movies. But on the other hand, right? Like in the in the in the in the soap opera saga of what's been happening with Anakin and Luke, you know, it's hard to it's hard to consider these movies part of that story because obviously like Luke kind of like had his arc. And so they said, Oh, let's take these characters and make them sort of like a map for these characters to follow and find out in a modern world, like how those values are going to lead you down different paths. You know what I mean? Right. And, right,
0: right. And right. I think,
2: and I think that what last Jedi is trying to do is trying to be like, look, like Skywalker is not equal to Jedi. And there's a million different ways to think about the force out there. And there's a different, there's a million different ways to think about, evil and good. And I don't think that's a thing that's unique to the last Jedi. I think like, if you look at all the movies and all the, all the, all the expanded, uh, anything that has to do with the force, in the in yeah. the new canon. You see this this idea like even in Rogue One they're like introducing oh there's like this other religious group that that likes the force. Even in Force Awakens, Lor San Tekka, he's not a Jedi, he's like this other type of thing. Maz Kanata, there's like another thing. There's like that death cult that that that's obsessed <laughs> yeah. with things being destroyed and they are strong in the yeah. force. And uh I don't know how far you guys are in the Star Wars comics, but there's like the Stone Power people. Oh God! Yeah, that was that was insane. Yeah, that was really cool. But that was insane. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and I think and I think like in that idea, you know what I mean? Like trying to grow this this series, this this uh, saga beyond the actions of Luke and Han and Leia, who are you know quite honestly dying like in real yeah. life, like they're fucking, <laughs> they're fucking old people. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like I I feel like that was the statement that was trying to be made, and I I don't think he was throwing those things away. He was using them to create. A situation that was familiar to you and then and then show you like oh no like it's not fair to ray's story to like make her beholden to an entire thing that she had nothing to do with you know what i mean Mm. it's this it's this question of like living with the mistakes of 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 the past generation like i feel like everybody talks about how luke isn't the way that they expected him to be right uh yeah And it's a very well-documented thing and it's a very big point of contention in Star Wars. But if you go to Han Solo, I mean, is everybody really satisfied with a guy who's like regressed to like his bad behavior from when he was young and his marriage is ruined and he's like just in his own same self-destructive path of like problems? And then he like at the end of the movie decides to like, you know, apply the thing that he learned in the last trilogy, which is to like stand up for like the force and like believe in a world bigger than that. Like he does exactly what Luke does. He has the same exact arc. Like Ray even comes to him and teaches him how to be a, a, it's a true, hero. Yeah. It's literally like the same fucking arc, but everybody li- like nobody's, nobody's mad about Han Solo and everybody's mad about Luke. And I think it's just because in the first, in the first movie, it fits into an, a familiar form. It fits into, you know, they, they say, Oh, Luke isn't, uh, you, they say Han isn't Han. He's kind of like Obi-Wan. Uh, and and they try and do that in The Last Jedi. They're like, Luke isn't Luke. He's Yoda. Right. But because Luke is also the the, the main character of the nine movies, in a way, like as much mm-hmm. as Anakin is or as much as I guess Rey is, you know, in terms of how important they are to this like singular story. It's a really it's a really hard thing to do to to tell everybody out there who who's waiting to hear what happens next to Luke to use him as a storytelling device for a separate story you know and i i think i think that's where a lot of the frustration comes from and it, and it and it and again i think it just boils down to like what is good about star wars is it about you know freewheeling mythical adventure stories that that have this great backdrop or is it about like the, spe- or is it the
0: skywalkers themselves you know like yeah no i get that yeah i i i feel like i feel like focusing so much on the skywalkers for for this past trilogy i feel like that might have been one of the biggest missteps and I feel like this comic does a good job at allowing Ray to see it like seem like her own character that is not bound to like what the Skywalkers did slash are doing. It's true. Like they Yeah. And and I feel like maybe that's maybe that's one of the big reasons that also like The Last Jedi wasn't well received is because everyone is they they want more Skywalker crap. And then The Last Jedi was like, well, there's more to Star Wars than just the Skywalkers. And we're trying to slowly introduce that. I think
2: the problem, though, is that it is the Skywalker saga. Fair. No, absolutely. And I think I think that what Ryan Johnson decided was that, like, oh, Luke's role in the third age of the skywalker saga is to be like a teacher to the next generation where i think a lot of people wanted to be like no this needs to come down to
0: luke and yeah, Mark Hamill needs to be doing backflips. Yeah, at age fifty. But honestly,
2: but honestly, <laughs> if you go back and I I don't know how up to date you guys are on your comics, but the
0: rise of Kylo Ren. Yes, go go read that. Absolutely. In my heart of hearts, I wish this came out sooner than Rise of a Skywalker. I wish we had had this context a little bit sooner. I feel like that would have maybe doused some of the arguments people make about Luke being a teacher and all that stuff. But you know, we're, it, we're not a huge mega corporation, so we can't make this decisions yeah right, but it's but also <laughs>
2: weird because like the whole time like
0: and I'm, i assume both of you guys are
2: like star wars fans ride or die from a long time for for a while right like you guys you guys we you, you guys children. were around yeah. for the legends right oh yeah. yeah oh yeah i feel like the big difference right is that and i we're finally we finally reached this point now in the in the current star wars continuity but like the movies are done now and for the large for the large part of our childhood where books and stuff were coming out about these characters Luke Han Leia their children all that shit there wasn't this beholdenness to these movies that hadn't come out and so we get to you get to go fast and loose and you get to put these characters through a lot of different things and show them all kinds of different things because basically their their arc has wrapped you know but in this new yeah. version of the story they're like no 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 none of these characters arcs wrap till 35 years after the movies that we saw. So they couldn't do anything in that middle area because they can't, they can't like, I, I think it's unfair to a movie that costs $400 million to make it beholden to a book by like a comic writer. Right. That, that one, one one, one thousandth of the people are going to read. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, I think that's a thing that's, that's really, that's really been, you know, a hard, a hard truth and a hard like aesthetic change for people who like star wars expanded universe stuff i don't know i feel like i feel like last jedi was like trying to get us there i feel like that was the goal with last jedi was to like wrap this all up but the problem is carrie fisher died in 2016 and they still tried yeah, to get and, and yeah. if you look at the structure of the movies it's one of those like weird like fans as religious people type things but it's like It's like you know how like people like talk about Super Smash Bros and what we're gonna get and they talk about it like it's like a prophecy from the mountain.
1: (laughs) Alex, I feel like a lot of this you're just talking about me, like in a (laughs) weird way, because like I am the problem almost every time. There's no problems. There's no problems. This is just this is just how I see
2: it. This is just people this is just people with different things they wanna want out of stuff. You know what I mean? But you look at but you look at Star Wars and you see, oh, Han's movie is Force Awakens. Luke's movie is the Last Jedi, right? And Leia's movie is the Rise of Skywalker. Yep. And I feel like they got that idea in their head, and then she died like a year before production started. But they just like didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, "Oh, uh, all right. Well, how much footage do we have left?
0: <laughs> Put it all in. Drop the load. Yeah. <laughs> Here's some more Star Wars. And I, and
2: I think and I think the 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 really disappointing thing about the Last Jedi in general is that it didn't achieve its mission. which was to bring us into this new. to this new sort of like open, open age of Star Wars where we can focus on these new characters without this thing, because like I love the idea of Luke being like I taught my last lesson. I like reached like balance in my whole life. I like I like hit Nirvana. Like, I don't I don't think the arc of Luke that happens in The Last Jedi is dissatisfying to anyone, like in terms of like where Luke's head is at. It's just like, Mm. it's just like, I feel like I'm surprised how many people just wanted to see that guy pull out a lightsaber and kick some ass. And, and I, I didn't think that that would be the prevailing thing over like letting Ray, Finn and Poe be the architects of their own stories. And, Mm. and, and, and rise of Skywalker really, I guess it gave us that in a way, but it gave us it in like the worst way.
0: It it was just too much. It, (sighs) It was crammed up to the gills, in my opinion. You know, like you're you're trying to fit three movies worth of character development for Poe and Finn and Ray and Kylo and all that stuff. You're trying to fit that into two hours. Yeah. You know? I, I enjoyed the fact that they all got to grow a little bit. And we got to see them interact without the baggage of Leia, Han and Luke. But we just didn't I agree, is what I'm trying to say. I guess at the end of the day. You know, Last Jedi was trying to show that there there's just more to it than just these three. But and, and starting and starting that
1: process, but maybe I I don't know. I guess people are afraid to change. I, don't I mean, know. well I, I get where you're coming from, but like all right, so I think the reason I don't like the last Jedi that much is because I'm I'm just like story trash and I like tropes. I'm like, I'm a big fan. Like tropes are tropes for a reason. And they work for a reason. Like, especially like the, like the Chekhov's gun trope where like you show me a thing early in the movie and that thing will get paid off by the end. And Last Jedi, a lot of the time shows you a thing, and then by the end, Ryan Johnson's just like, "Oh, that gun on the wall that you thought was going to shoot the villain at the end, actually, it's a switch that makes the fireplace fall down, and you get to walk in here, and there's a whole different thing that you didn't think was going to happen." And that's what frustrates me because I just wanted it to be a gun.
2: Yeah, and the big, <laughs> right? and, then, and, and, the, and the big, and the big, like support of that type of like uh, you know appreciation of Star Wars, right? Is that Star Wars is like a fucking rollicking kid-friendly adventure where it is about simple understandings of good and evil and like guys kicking ass and guns and heroes and stuff and so why shouldn't it just follow that you know that type of structure you know what i mean like i feel like Mm -hmm. i feel like that's not i don't think that's a wrong way of thinking i don't think that's like an unfair way of wanting your star wars you know what i mean
0: no i i don't one of the arguments i make all the time is i I don't think people know what they want from star wars anymore because you know these some people are saying like oh these movies are too I keep hearing the word Marvel, like the Marvel action. That's your brother. Well, I hear Oh, that is my little brother. But I mean, I hear it from other people as well. But I keep hearing that people are saying like, oh, these movies aren't deep at all. And then other people are saying, oh, these movies aren't deep enough. You know, and so at this point, I'm just kind of like, I don't think anyone fucking knows what they want from Star Wars anymore. You know, I walk in if there's one or two points about my own life I can reflect on while being entertained with swashbuckling laser sword actions and dope aliens and guns, I feel like it did a good job, you know?
2: Yeah, for sure. But,
0: but I, I guess people are just wanting way too damn much from Star it kinda Wars. It kind of has to hit, I mean, my Star opinion.
2: Wars, like right when you're young, it's like the best thing ever, right? Because it, right. because it kind of operates on both levels, right? Like you get, you get the stuff you, there's no, there's no, like I'm trying to think of like a good, you know, what's a good example have you guys played bioshock you familiar with this yeah 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 very very like groundbreaking game in terms of like subject matter design like graphics just a lot of things like really just made a big splash right yeah and then the second bioshock game came out and it is the same it's the same thing it's i think bioshock 2 is better than bioshock 1 actually but but it doesn't matter it's 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 more like how do you have the lightning strike twice you know what i mean and and it's hard to it's hard to make three more movies about the same thing as three movies that already exist and mm-hmm. and i think that's i think that's where a lot of it comes from too and it's like look at solo look at the way people think about solo and the way people think about rogue one and it's, it's interesting to see what people want from star wars and i think the answer is there's a lot of different things that you want from star wars and the problem is that one of them is, appeals to like the least intellectual part of our brains like the like just like fun guys running around like you know cool shit like that and and <laughs> and the reason it and the reason we buy it so hard is because I, I mean there's a million movies with that in it but the reason that star wars is so good is because it sets it in this in this setting of like mythology and legend and destiny and uh It's literary. And and I know that both Star Wars fans exist because Return of the Jedi exists and also Empire Strikes Back exists. And both are loved. And I think the fact that we're reaching this point now has to do with the fact that what like we're the only people who were there for all three, Mm. you know, pretty much like I was I'm not that old, you know, where I watched all three of the original movies come out in theaters. But there was a time when the only three movies that I knew about were those three movies. I remember it well. You know what I mean? Like, I was... Yeah. I, I I had a relationship with Star Wars when there was only three movies. And then the prequels, it's like a little bit easier because they're setting up things we already know about. George Lucas wrote this, so like, you know, maybe there's something there to that. And uh, the, the prequels, you know, they, they didn't create this division in the fandom
0: because they weren't they weren't the same type of movies. It was just a different style of camp from a different time yeah yeah. you know and 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 that's the big thing to take away from the prequels in my opinion is that it's what was campy in the early 2000s like people
2: always talk about flash gordon uh, with regard to the original trilogy and like really what you should be doing is you should be thinking about like black and white silent science fiction films when you look at the original trilogy right Uh, they like age it backwards but when they do that with the new trilogy i don't think that there's a clear I don't think that there's a clear like aesthetic that's tying these movies together. I think that they're trying to satisfy a lot of different things at once with these movies. And I think that while the last Jedi is a great film, I think it's like, I'm almost at the point where I just unequivocally say it's my favorite star Wars, right? It definitely is not a movie that cares that much about setting up specific epic fights or, you know, paying off, like assumed debts with the story. You know, like as if we already true. as if we already know where the story's going a little bit. You know what I mean? And I I think that's I don't think that's good or bad. I just think like I think that it's it's a it's it's a movie that that is one of the things that Star Wars is. You know what I mean? And this comic really like underlines that in a way by trying to fit it like you by removing Ryan Johnson from the picture kind of mm-hmm. in the comic you kind of get to see this more as a Star Wars story in the universe of Star Wars and and looking at it that way it's almost like fresh to think about without looking at it the way it was portrayed in the one movie about it and thinking about it as a se- sequence of events
0: that's that's I, I I like that point a lot actually yeah this this does have the feel of kind of like the new Star Wars comics from Marvel yes it's like if, if you could you could read this and be like oh yeah I could totally believe this would happen in the world of Star Wars. You know, these are characters I could totally believe in. You know, I, I, I'm flipping through it right now. I've got the copy that I lent Cody. And, you know, the, the the more and more I just look at it, though, I, I'm really impressed with this comic. I'm really impressed with the adaptation. And I, I think this is probably my favorite film adaptation of all the, the Star Wars movies. Because Force Awakens doesn't really do a whole lot to go outside of the the actual script, uh, the comic adaptation. And I got done reading the Rogue One uh, comic adaptation, I think two weeks ago, three weeks ago, mm-hmm. and it misses a lot of the points that makes Rogue One so good, in my opinion. It it, it doesn't include a lot of the scenes, like I, like okay, the one with um shit, what's Donnie Yen's character? Chirrut, Chirrut Imwe, yeah. yeah, Chirrut Imwe, like the part with him. Smacking down all the stormtroopers. Right, that's not there. It's like two panels. It's like tuck, tuck, and then you know his buddy comes in and shoots the others, and that's it. So you don't get to see like Chirrut be the blind master that he is. Right. You just you yeah, get to see. You don't
1: get your cool fight scene.
0: Yeah, right, right, right. And and maybe that's not the best example, but that's an example I'm trying to make nonetheless. This this comic does a good job of showing. The, the the changes that Ryan Johnson was trying to make to Star Wars, well, maybe not changes, but I don't I don't know the the, the evolution It maybe, does a good of job of adapting
2: Star his his message and his like character growth things and his plot points for a non-motion medium like absolutely like, uh, and, and and I think a lot in a lot of ways it's almost more effective for a story like this. like if we go to the first page, yeah, well not the first page, but like when when we cut back finally to Ray, uh, after the after the scene where Finn wakes up and he's like, where's Ray? And we yeah. go to the actual scene where Luke throws the lightsaber away in the comic. Right. Yeah. If you just look at it and and you and you read through it, it it doesn't create the level of expectation from the scene. Cinematography wise that 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 happens. It doesn't create the level of drama that it builds up to in the movie. And when he throws the lightsaber away here, it's much more it's 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 a very small panel on the page it's very, uh, you know, it's a much more solemn gesture mm. and it's a scene that, you know, wouldn't play in a, in a $300 million movie. That's about like, you know, space wizards, but, but, in a, <laughs> yeah. but in the comic where, you know, you're, you know, it's telling this story at, a, at, a, at its own pace you almost feel more empathy towards Luke in this moment. And you don't think it's so ridiculous and so surprising. And it just, I don't know. I don't know why that is. I don't know why that is exactly, but I I feel like I'm more patient with the characters. I'm more, I'm more understanding what's going on. Like Luke talking to himself. I think honestly, if there was a voiceover from Luke in the movie, I feel like there would be a fraction of the hate that there was.
0: I I a hundred percent agree. Even the part where like Ray runs off with the Falcon early yeah, and he's, he's all like, uh, in, in the bubbles that says, you know, running off before you finished your training, you know, where have I heard that before? Something like that could have, could have added to, I a hundred percent agree. I, the problem is, is I don't know if the voiceover would have worked, in a cinematic sense. I I, I I agree. I agree with you. I just,
2: I just feel like, I feel like in the context of this comic book, I feel like some of those yeah. character moments are communicated a little more clearly. And like in a way where when I read it and when Zach reads it and when Cody reads it, right. like we all pick up the same exact
0: intention from
2: it in a way that the movie <laughs> the true. movie doesn't that the movie leaves open a little more
0: that's true because like when i talk to people about the last jedi with luke for instance people are like oh luke just gave up and that's not my luke and you know when i watched it i didn't see luke give up i saw a guy who tried something and it backfired horribly and now he's just like beating himself up about did it did you see you know? did
2: you see that ryan johnson clapped back at somebody the other day no what do you do so this is so this is interesting right because I, this is exactly what we're talking about right now. And I know we're, I know, I know this is not everybody's favorite conversation topic out there. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, but basically like somebody wrote like a big, somebody, g- somebody gave like a big complex chart of, um, like why it was so bad for Luke and how they're like, he already overcame this when he did this in this movie. And he already figured this out when he did this movie, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And, uh, he actually responded to the tweet and he was like, he he literally wrote something along the lines of like, you know, I totally understand the viewpoint that you have about like what Luke, what Luke's actions are in this movie. But I have to disagree with you because I feel like Luke is a mythical hero who is, you know, a true mythical hero overcomes his flaws over and over again. To be a hero like that's what's heroic about them is that they continue to overcome their flaws their entire life. That is the that is like, you know, the realistic depiction. It's like, you know, you the reason that it's 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 big to like have have a personal moment and over a personal growth moment is so that when that problem faces you again, you know how to get through it instead of treating Luke like a character who like with a video game power up who is like now permanently at level 99 for the rest of the, you know, the rest of the series. And I think that, I think that is very, I think that's very interesting. And I think like the comic addresses that too. I mean, I think the, the, I think the, the the depiction of it in the comic is much more clear to that, to that message than, than it necessarily is in the movie. Like when I walked out of the movie, that's what I felt, you know, but I'm ready to look at this movie. I, you know, I spent seven years in college studying, Beowulf. Right. You know what I mean? That's that's how I think of every story, right? But for somebody who's right. looking for just like a fun time, you know what I mean? I can see why somebody would love solo more than The Last Jedi. I can see why somebody would right. love the rise of Skywalker more than The Last Jedi if you don't care about the mythical and literary you know legitimacy of Star Wars, which like I say in air quotes big time because like who the fuck cares anyway? But like, you know, that's where my head is at. And that's that's like why my that's why I'm, it's, I am It's I grapple with my own opinion of Star Wars, because I feel like I'm imposing something really complicated and heady on something that doesn't really require it. Absolutely.
1: Wayne, I, I get where you're coming from. And I think this is the reason the two of you like this movie a little bit more than I do, is because especially in your case, because you're a far more like you're a creative person by nature. It seems like you've been like comedy sports. You've always been like a sort of. Like get out there, make your own thing, type yeah. dude. From everything I can get, not to mention me. I write for and, a living. Yeah, yeah. And Zach's the same way. Like Zach's always like always got new projects, trying to do things, like move move the story along. Why so why are you attacking me like? Let's, let's be productive. <laughs> and, <laughs> why are you and, doing like, this? Scene? <laughs> I. <laughs> but whereas, like in my case, I'm just like. Yeah, the stories are there. I like the stories and like that one story exists and I just want that one story to exist and I can keep watching that exact same story over and over and over again and I'll be happy with it. And like where you guys are a little bit more creative than me, I think you like this movie because this is a creative person's Star Wars. This is a like, hey, we (coughs) took the thing and we turned it on its head a little bit. Now it's new and now we can go new directions with it, whereas like I'm the dude who just like. We we know where this story should go, and it didn't go the way that it should have went in my head. It's the same reason I don't like Iron Man Three. Like we've <laughs> had, like we've had this argument <laughs> yeah. too, where I'm just like, there was a way the story should have went, they didn't do it, and that's why it's bad. Like I'm the internet yeah, like, 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 I'm But just it's not like-
2: you're not the internet. Like it's like I think those opinions a lot of the time get sort of like conflated with stupid people because of the way that discourse happens on the internet. But I don't think right. I don't think those feelings about movies about i don't think that those are like wrong opinions about 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 movies that are like you know like why does iron man need to struggle you know what i mean like why does luke need to struggle like does he need to like no he's luke he's cool he like i he was my childhood hero no he does not need to struggle but it's you know it's that question of like you know why do we make movies why do we make anything you know like with with the opportunity to write star wars like Should you make your own mark or should you just like do what the fans want? And it's it's a very hard it's a very hard thing to do to give somebody something that they weren't expecting on that scale. You know?
0: Yeah, no, but I, I'm I'm glad you brought that up though. Going back to your point there, because I, I I wrote down you know Luke regrets telling the world about his confrontation with Vader and becoming a legend in the comic. That is something that again this comic does a good job of. Everyone is like, oh the legend, oh Luke, you know, and even at the very end, you know in the movie we have the the three barnyard kids like playing with the toys and you we don't understand what they're saying except when the kid goes ba 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 Luke Skywalker, yeah, you know, and all that stuff. And the comic does a little job of translating that you know, they, they have the translations and then, they, you know, it's, oh, he was fighting against the first order and all that stuff. And so the, like the legend continues and grows, even though he's died. And I don't know, man, like it's, it's just, I'm sorry. I I was looking at the the kid with the broom and I'm kind of disappointed that didn't go anywhere to be honest. <laughs> looking at that. I, you know, it's, you know, what's funny is I was going yeah. to, I was going to, uh, I was just
2: going to mention that because I yeah. thought it was so crazy that people thought that that kid was going to like show up in the next movie.
0: Yeah. I, 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 totally I didn't think he was going to show up, right. but I thought the the idea like I'm glad I'm, I'm kind of sad the idea didn't go you thought anywhere. Maybe you were going to you know? see like a Jedi apprentice,
2: perhaps like you know anybody else learning the Force besides the three people who've had it the whole time,
1: or
0: like or like oh snap all these younglings now have a connection with the Force like there is some hope yeah. left you know. And they or kind yeah, I of
2: know. did it. I mean like low key they, they were kind like, of did it with Finn you know, like kind of I that was like the most confusing part of that movie to me. But but like oh yeah oh yeah I just thought it was so funny like the idea that like people were worried that that, that that kid with the broom was going to be like a major character in star Wars going forward. The whole point, the point (laughs) of that is to say it's, it's Ryan Johnson being like, and now the force, you know, the destiny of the force is where it's meant to be, which is with like kids who like look at space and think it's awesome. And it's not so much, don't get bogged down in this like weird one story. Like, you know, that was, that was the, that's the point of the last Jedi. And it's, and it's definitely like not everybody's favorite point, but I mean, I think, I think the thing that's interesting about it is how polarizing it actually was.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like maybe if you didn't like The Last Jedi as a film, I feel like maybe if you give the comic a try, you'll have a different opinion afterwards. That's true. Because the com- the comic does such a good job at explaining, like you said, the more subtle things that maybe people didn't pick up on, or maybe they weren't coming in to pick up on. You people are
2: looking for Finn to grow. People are looking for Finn to... Like maybe get a lightsaber, maybe get some force powers. People are looking to Poe to like be Han Solo, not like spend right. an entire movie learning like hard lessons and getting his balls chopped off by like oh, two I know. old like, ladies. Oh, maybe
0: I shouldn't go fucking rushing into things all the time. Maybe that doesn't actually work in real life. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> and, it's,
2: and it's funny because like, like, you know, looking at the old Star Wars, it's almost like the movie version doesn't give us the whole story. It, it almost starts to feel like, you know what I mean? It almost starts to feel yeah. like. It almost starts to feel like the last set of Star Wars movies were like stylized the way that like movies from the 60s are and that these new movies are like trying to like show you like, you know, if you try and put real people into the situations from the first Star Wars
0: trilogy, it doesn't go the way you think it goes. That that was exactly what I was thinking of when I first watched The Last Jedi, because like everyone's like oh why is holdo being such a jerk to poe like you know why why is she being so nasty to him and why is leia being so nasty to him and i'm sitting here like thinking because if you literally go into a ship and try to blow up all your problems you're gonna fuck it it's gonna blow up in your face the reason is because
2: that's how your commanding officer will talk to you in the military and you don't absolutely don't deserve to know what they're thinking and that's not your job like it's it's not stuff that isn't sensical it's just like is that what we want? Do we really want Han Solo to like get ripper? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, should he really be like not rewarded for being the coolest guy in the movie?
1: <laughs> See, and like that, that's where, that's where the voice from the back of the room comes in. It's like, no, I wanted to be the coolest I, guy. In I the don't movie. think that's wa- the
2: back of the room, dude. I think that's like 60% of the room, 40 to 60% of the room is, is that voice. Yeah. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that voice. I just think like, It's it's a it's a last the last Jedi is the movie that makes it very clear that there's these 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 two different ways to look at Star Wars amongst
0: amongst many. I think you hit the nail on the head there because, you know, you've got the one camp where it's like these are all mythical, legendary characters that nothing wrong ever happens to them. They always, like, figure out the way to fix things, right? And then the other camp is like, I want my Star Wars characters to be more human. I want them to have fuck-ups. I want Han Solo to be a shitty dad in the EU. He's always running off, you know, and things like that. I want uh, Leia to be ousted by her senator friends when they find out that Darth Vader's her dad. I want Luke to have, like, PTSD from being, you know, a failover. Failure of a new Jedi Order and all that stuff, and so I think I think this movie has maybe not created those two camps of thought for Star Wars, but definitely provided like, hey, look, here here's your two thoughts, or at least here's two you know possible thoughts with Star Wars. And not to
2: mention, this is not Luke in his prime. You know what
0: I mean? This is not no. Leia in her prime. This is not Han in their prime. No, absolutely not. And and, and for me personally, I like that. I, I like the comic book stories like fucking Old Man Quill and uh, what was it like, you know, Old old Man Logan and all, all, all that shit. I like seeing the, the old fucked up version of, yeah. some of these characters, you know?
1: Okay. I mean, crap, when you bring it back to like Old Man Logan, like the movie Logan, like one of my favorite lines in the entire movie is when he's like driving with, uh, with the girl and he just uh, he just says to her, like, look, I know you want to go to this place. I know you need to be there, but I am fucked up and I cannot get you there. Like that is one of the best lines in the entire movie. And like that's kind of where Luke is in this movie is very much just like, look, I'm an old fucked up man. I made a bunch of mistakes. Shit didn't go right. And I just want to I want to die here. Like, just leave me alone.
0: And and, like, and people I think hate that. Yeah. And I think I think that's what made people hate that, because the last time we saw Luke on the big screen, he was, you know, young Mark Hamill, right. Flippy, Zappy Powie Wowie, and had a new slick green lightsaber.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> you know? it's frustrating because we feel cheated. Like, if you, if you, if like, I know there's nobody out there who like doesn't watch the movies and only reads the comics, right? But yeah. like, if you had been doing that for this, like leading up to The Last Jedi, you didn't know what was going on in The Last Jedi, you've been reading all these Star Wars comics, you get to see Luke be a badass and do all this crazy stuff, you know, maybe you won't feel so maybe you won't feel so cheated by this movie, but I feel like the big thing is like separate from whatever happens in this movie. Last Jedi is seen as a missed opportunity. Mm. And I think, and I think that comes down to, I think that comes down to the decision to like not tell a single story about Luke. Like, th- like we literally are just getting the very first story where Luke is like at his full, full power level. Like right now, like we're only two issues into it. like, There is nothing in the expanded universe anywhere right now that is canon where Luke is, like, not more powerful than he is in
0: Return of the Jedi. I know, I know. Like, we've only had stories like, I'm going to go get Rancor noodles and fucking, uh. Yeah, baby Luke, like, shit
2: boy Luke doesn't need, like, 15 more stories about him. Like, let's, I want, let let's get to the point. Like, let's correct The Last Jedi. You know what I mean? Like, it's not about, it's not about a mistake. It's about, like, we didn't get any good, cool Luke yet. Like, and I think, like, this is a great story. Like, if you look at this, if you look at The Last Jedi as Logan, which the comic book makes a lot more clear to you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I should be thinking about all the great adventures that Luke has already been on, which, like, if if it was the old canon, you know what I mean? I wouldn't feel cheated. Because no. because the Luke that I saw, you know, the Luke that got married yeah. and,
0: like, fucking did all sorts fought of fought crazy shit. Fought with two shit, lightsabers,
2: yeah. fought another, like, mini Death Star, fought off the yeah. wizard people,
0: like... <laughs> yeah <laughs> Dude, cool maybe, the authors were kind of maybe smoking weed when they wrote all this. who <laughs> yeah. knows <laughs> yeah but like that's that's exactly what I mean is
2: i think I think like reading this comic that's the real insight that I have is that like i I think I think it's it's really crazy how much of what people
0: don't like about this movie comes from the fact that this is all there is of Luke yeah yeah no i I think I think that's it, man. I think that's what I honestly think if if things hadn't gone down with Luke the way they did in The Last Jedi, I don't think this movie would have been hated nearly as much. I think people would have forgiven Canto Bite. I think people would have forgiven Rose kissing Finn, you know, but I think I think Luke's death or disappearance, whatever you want to call it, you know, I think that was the big spark. And and the fact that it feels like we, we didn't get enough old man Luke before this, I, I, I 100% if
2: agree. These movies, I think if these it. movies were made in place of the prequels, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I almost wish that these movies came out at the time of the prequels when everybody was still looking good and feeling good and where it made sense to like put Han, Luke and Leia on another adventure, you know, like I wish, I wish we could have seen that, but you know, because of where we're at in life and reality, you know, unless we want to recast those characters, which according to how solo did, I don't think many people want that though.
0: I love that movie. I don't get that. Yeah. I just don't get yeah. that. Like you wanted, a, you wanted a goofy space adventure without the weight of the Skywalker yeah. saga. We got that, and then people are like, "Oh, it's terrible." Yeah, and
2: I, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't get it either. But I feel like, I feel like part of that is just because people don't want to recast their favorites. They still want it to be Han as Harrison, yeah. Carrie as Leia, Mark as Luke, but somehow, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's. It's uh people don't know what they want from Star think, Wars. That's think, it. People don't know what they I want. Think people just don't actually want movies set 30 years after Star Wars. And we're just trying and Maybe. we're just trying to pretend like they aren't yeah. somehow like we're trying to make it seem like no time has passed and that for some reason these characters that haven't done anything for 30 years, according to us, like all the stuff that they've done for 30 years to keep them relevant is a mystery to us. There's like mm. one book mm. set in between and it like featuring them, you know, one or yeah. two, you know, and like. It's like one of them is like right after Return of the Jedi and it's just Han Solo like flying around and Leia, you know, it felt it felt it feels very much like treading water. And then the other one is like deep in bloodline is like deep in and it's like six years before Force Awakens. Right. Right. As right. As Luke disappears, I guess. I I mean, I don't know how long Luke's been gone. uh, Really? I don't know what. But like it seems like there was like
0: 20 years of Luke being a Jedi teacher. I think I think that's right. I have to I have to look back at my little visual dictionary because they made a new dating system yeah like it was before star killer incident yeah. but i think 20 years is right 20 to 15 years yeah.
2: and like if if we just got to see that somehow before the last jedi it would have made so much more sense uh
0: but you know we have to imagine yeah if, if we had been solo as a kid yeah. you know at, at like growing up and he could have been the fucking baby yoda to the mandalorian yeah you know it's just uh, it's at, rough yeah yeah it is cody you were you gonna say something there bud
1: I'm speaking of Mandalorian. I think that's what I was going to get at is I think the reason people like Mandalorian so much is because it's not really connected to anything else. So like, it's just its own story like you make very good points to to people being upset with this Luke because this is all the Luke like and especially a casual person like this is all the Luke they'll ever get like you said like they'll they'll get like awesome Return of the Jedi Luke and then you get like you you snap cut to crazy old man throwing his own lightsaber off
2: a cliff which seems insulting you know if if you haven't seen. Anything that's happened for twenty years, where he was that master, and they try and imply that it happens in Rise of the Skywalker, but it's you know it's it's uh it's not the same as like us knowing what he's done
1: exactly. Yeah, and like I I keep making this argument to to Zach too is this this trilogy did not have a uh, like a lore bible to it. Like they did not know where they were going, and I think that's why like the Palpatine thing feels weird is because like I don't think that was ever the I intention i don't think that was the, even J.J. abram's
0: intention to be perfectly honest with you no i agree i i feel like i feel like mickey mouse himself walked in there and he was like oh ho, yeah you know who i really like is that all palpatine yeah i
2: mean i obviously i have no evidence that's real but <laughs> no, right, i've been in, right, i've yeah. been down some pretty crazy
0: rabbit holes it, it's fun to speculate though as to why no i get it but like i i agree um i mean do you all remember you that know, matt jane or uh matt uh What's his name? Matt Smith.
2: Uh, Yeah. Matt Smith got cast in this movie. No, I didn't. I didn't remember. He got cast. He was like the
1: first person. I had no memory of that either. He was the
2: first person announced uh, who was cast for the movie. And then he's just not in the movie. And, and like, there's an interview with Rose, uh, with uh, Kelly Marie Tran, where she's like, man, I'm just so excited because, you know, Ray and Ray and Rose never really got to interact in the last movie and in this movie you get to see a bunch of them interacting and it's really awesome and I'm just excited for people to see that like things that just didn't happen in the movie that they were saying and thought were going to be in the movie and I just believe that maybe like they had a different idea at one point in time like there's a there's a there's a Reddit post out there that's like you know, it's like one of those guys who like sometimes leaks real stuff. Yeah. And he's like, J.J. had a much smaller idea for the Emperor than this. Originally, he had an idea. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the Mortis situation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just for people who are listening, that's a it's like a like an offshoot sort of like three part movie that's in the middle of the Clone Wars uh, TV show where they go to this like realm of the force that has to do with like the nature of the force. Uh, And there's like a father, a son and a daughter. And what the, what the, what this, what this Reddit post said is that he went to Lucas after sort of being frustrated by the last Jedi, giving him anything like the fact that he could just do whatever, yeah, he was a little frustrated with that. And so he went to George to be like, what do we got? And George was like, well, I've been working on this like right before I like gave up the <laughs> thing like and and Filoni, like if you watch Rebels, that that Mortis thing is not like something they're trying to retcon out of Star Wars. No, uh, no. Apparently, you know, according to this post, the original idea had the emperor in it, but it was more like what we all thought the emperor was going to be some type of MacGuffin or red herring type thing for the emperor. Yeah. It kind of was. But like, I don't think anybody expected him to be the true big bad of this movie. Uh, at least I didn't going in, you know, they said, oh, well, they had this other thing planned with the son of Mortis. And if you remember, like a big part of that story has to do with the dagger.
0: Oh, right, right. Yeah. Which like
2: is another thing that's like seems to have remained in the Rise of Skywalker script. It's rough. It's rough to it's rough
0: to take those characters and do something with them. It is. It really is. And my hope is I I know this is a, a long shot, but people keep saying we might get that extended cut like the extra 15, 20 minutes, maybe not the whole JJ Abrams thing, but the, the extension to rise of Skywalker. Doubt my hope my, I doubt it. I doubt it. But my, my adult brain is like, no, quit being stupid. But my kid brain is like, yeah,
1: yeah i mean i still think we'll get the snyder cut of justice league at some point I think, might, think I'm I think that might happen too. because that's
2: like like they have nothing like wb has no like wb who knows what they're gonna do next that's WB true it's like, like no shame yeah. they'll be like
0: what did you guys want this okay <laughs> <laughs> please give us money you you wanted a birds of prey movie yeah hey <laughs> uh
2: I, I i will sit through it for it to, to get to the james gunn
1: uh movie I'm I'm uh, that new trailer looks good.
0: Does it? I haven't got to see it. like
1: the second trailer, like the first trailer looks like suicide squad, but the second trailer actually seems like it has some heart. It seems like they made me want to see it. It seems like
2: because James Gunn got on the property, they had to like make some like actual choices about what was going to happen. And it like, like made the movie (laughs) more focused, uh, to get to like the status quo they need for the next suicide squad, big movie. I'm very interested to see if the last Jedi's, influence on this story survives anymore in the book. You mean like the, the extent you mean the actual book book for rise of Skywalker? Yeah, I'm or? interested to read that book. I'm interested to see like what parts of the story get focused on in that book because I feel like we yeah. did not
0: see the whole story there, but it, I've got the last Jedi book. I need to actually read it. I've only read like the first couple chapters and then I got distracted by the other EU stuff.
2: Yeah, I, I same thing with same thing with the last Jedi. I didn't read that book either, but I'm, I'm I'm interested to see, especially with Rise of Skywalker, like if the creative powers that had to do with the, these movies really understood
0: what the last Jedi was trying to do for them. Yeah. Well, Cody, you got any last thoughts here about last Jedi?
1: <laughs> I mean, no, nothing that's positive. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I could, we could sit here for another hour and like have you guys debunk all the reasons I don't like this movie, <laughs> but I mean, like, they're none of them are really legitimate, they're all personal, and I feel like that kind of disqualifies it's all them. Personal. Like, I can't, well, yeah, but I, I can't sit down and objectively be like, well, the, the movie's bad because these things that Ryan Johnson did, I can't do that because that doesn't exist. Like uh, we know, like I know some people who did that specific thing and they seem foolish when they did that. (laughs) But, um, like for me personally, like it's, it's all just choices that, I just think that they should have done differently, but it's not like it's not relevant. You know what I'm saying? Like, I guess. I mean, it's,
2: it's just a movie. Like, it's just all we're just all talking about what we think about it. I don't think you should be ashamed to have like a negative opinion on it. Like,
1: I mean, yeah, like I, I guess uh, I can see where you're coming from. It's just one of those things where I, I've got a real bad habit of being like well if i had done it this is what i would have done like i'm always the guy who wants to rewrite stuff not because like i feel like i'm better than anybody else it's just like well like i was saying earlier like there's always like directions i feel like stories should go but all of the directions i want things to go are tropes. oh i'm so, definitely like, writing you, a treatment i'm the- definitely
2: writing my own treatment for episode nine right now just as a thought exercise for myself oh really you know what i mean i'm not trying to say this is a better movie i just like i don't think there's anything wrong with being like this is what i would have done as long as you're not trying to say like i'm smarter than ryan johnson you know what i mean like that's
0: yeah it doesn't matter yeah, like there's the, no
2: there's no i'm smarter than anyone
0: yeah that's that's been the biggest problem i think i've had with this whole entire discourse about last jedi is that people are like I could have done a better Star Wars and, and I'm like really Paul that works at the mini mart yeah. you, you think you like could write out a you know several hundred page script and and get direct you know get camera people to do what you wanted to do and actors to convey the feelings you want to convey yeah. like no shut up dude you know <laughs> I, <laughs> I just, I, that, that's, that's, I think the ownership really intensified after Last Jedi. I think people were like, all of a sudden now they're like, Star Wars is mine. I mean, it was always, it was always, it was always
2: there. I think, I think it just like never got too far away from what we expected before because the right. last twist that happened in Star Wars that was unexpected, like, I I don't think I was even alive for it. You know, the, the father thing, which was oh, equally, right. was yeah. equally polarizing. It's just like when I came up that was already part of it but Cody I, yeah. was, I was gonna ask you before we before we got a little off track there like as somebody who didn't like the movie that much you know did the comic hit different
1: yeah like it really did like the uh, the comic does fe- like the comic adds more things that I wanted the movie to have in them and like nothing feels like it comes out of left field. Like my biggest hatred, I think, for the probably the first year this movie was out. Like it does not bother me as much now. honestly, thanks to Rise of Skywalker, it was one of the things that made me like all right, see, like you gave me a tiny piece of information that made me hate that thing less, and that thing was the the Leia spacewalk that like bugged me oh like <laughs> indefinitely up until like in Rise of Skywalker where Luke like force ghost Luke is just like, it was the last night of her training. I'm like, all right, cool. You trained her. That's all I wanted to know. Like, I just wanted to know why all of a sudden she could magically do this. But beforehand we had no information saying that she ever could. And I just had to create that in my brain where I was like, well, I guess at some point she learned how to use force stuff. Like, you know, like that's what I I always just want. Like I want things to be explained. I hate having to fill in holes for myself. And
2: I, and I think especially that scene, I think like, This is another great example of how the thought bubbles, the internal monologue of Leia in the comic, which we don't get. We just have to assume Yeah, like the fact that she she's like, you know, Luke once told me the future is always in motion. But I look and I see, is this the end in the force? I look in the force and I'm like, is this the end? And I'm like, hell no. And it, it, it doesn't it doesn't really spell out like Luke Skywalker trained me as a Jedi and I have a rose gold mixture of Luke's lightsaber and Kylo's lightsaber, which is dope. Yeah, as Yeah, like, little. you know, they don't they don't they don't like spell that out for you in the movie. But like in the comic, the fact that they're like, oh, like they just imply like kind of like the old wisdom on Luke and Leia's force relationship, which is just that like. Luke and Leia hang out and they like there's there's they talked about the force in the past and it it, it's not explicit but just the little the little extra bit that the the comic book adds right like it's a whole it's a it 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 answers one big question about it
0: oh yeah and I love I loved Finn and Poe's reaction to it after that where you know Poe was like the damnedest thing I ever saw she was gone dead in space and then she floated back to the ship I can't explain it and Finn's just like the force and Poe's like that's not how the force works wait is 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 it it? yeah (laughs) Yeah. Also, uh, one other thing I wanted to say but just
2: before we go, Maz Kanata, they handled better in this because. Oh, absolutely. They, they sh- she wasn't in a yeah, window. they show the phone call from the other side uh, as opposed to it, her being on the phone. You get to see the yeah. action of it and it makes it more enjoyable as an actual scene. Yeah. But apparently I was watching the uh, commentary on The Last Jedi, which, by the way, if you haven't seen, very worth watching because right at the end. As the, as the movie's wrapping up, Ryan Johnson is like, and you know what is so crazy is I really hope people like this movie. It comes out in a week.
1: Oh, God.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah, but the thing I like about that is that he's not sitting there on the microphone the whole time answering haters. Uh, he You know, he's talking just about like why he did the things that he did in the movie and like what is happening. I think that's I think it's really illuminating. And I think that this I think
0: that this comic book does a lot of that legwork. Yes, absolutely. I, it goes back to, you know, something I've heard you say before where it's like no... F- film director goes out to make a bad movie. They think they're making it. They're, they're trying. They're absolutely trying to make.
2: In an ideal know, situation when the director is yeah. doing
0: what the director is supposed to be doing. Yeah. They're trying their best yeah. to make the movie good. Right. Right, I felt that when I watched this movie, I felt Ryan Johnson tried to make a really good Star Wars film and something that was that was you know adventurous both literally and figuratively. And you know, I, I feel like this comic does a good job of of patching up some things, uh, maybe that most people didn't quite get from the movie. I feel like this comic does a good job of. Uh, it it does it's like a second camera yeah you know you get you get to see things from a quite a little bit of a different angle some shots are recreated in the comic and beautifully like where rose zaps finn or when holdo runs the ship through the the dreadnought or whatever that the the huge title ship is called flagship stokes flagship yeah um you know those scenes are recreated beautifully in the comics uh canto bite is less flashy in the comics, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Cause like in the movie I was like, Oh man, like I like this a lot, even though people didn't like Canto bite, but in the comics, Canto bite looks like kind of dull.
2: Honestly, it's like a pacing <laughs> yeah. issue for me in the, in the movie. Yeah. Like I, it, I do think that's like the weakest, like leg of the movie. Oh, I get it. Yeah. But it's just because it feels so like, I guess I was watching the deleted scenes that go into that sequence and yeah. it's not like the action, like makes it, but Just the length, just the added like length and like stuff that happens to show like, oh, they took much more advantage of like this being like a city and like the racing. And there's a much bigger father chase and stuff like that. Yeah. Like. What that part of the movie does for Finn's character is like important, but because of the way that it is in the movie, it's like so you expect a lot more from it and it and it's like a whole set piece for like one conversation, basically. And mm. I, I think the way they do it in the comic where they give it as much time as it requires. And it even removes some dumb stuff that like the movie has to like like um when DJ's like he's like an alien in a tuxedo filled you with coins. That's cr- that's oh, yeah. crazy. Yeah. Like I like I I just think I, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think the comic in that way, like if there's a spectrum of like pure, like expressive emotional art on one end and like utter fan service trash on the other end, I feel yeah. like the comic takes like two or three confident steps
0: towards fan service to the to the benefit of the story, I think absolutely absolutely all righty well i think that's gonna be it for this episode folks uh thank you so much for tuning in thank you alex for force joining us from across the country for sure we appreciate it
1: we appreciate it. like we really appreciate it it. yeah it's um, one of those things where like when zach told me he was gonna try to escalate this thing i was just like okay good luck whatever like you know (laughs) i i never have faith in anything working out so i'm just (laughs) like
2: well i literally just
0: love sitting down and talking about star wars so you know for me it's it's just been fun that's 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 what I miss, I think, about Star Wars, and that's what I think maybe happened with Last Jedi is people can't just sit down and talk about Star Wars anymore without getting aggressive. It's like talking about Trump, you like know. actually, yeah, God, yeah, yeah, like you, you know, Cody and I know people that have equated this movie the last jedi to like racism to to uh, we've heard
1: a lot of opinions yeah
0: homophobia you know and, and i'm just sitting here and i'm like no it's it's just a star wars film guys it's just a movie guys yeah. but folks thank you all so much for tuning in uh of course if you want to find us on twitter we're at podcast panel i always forget our twitter handle because it's weird
1: yeah i know um, i've got it written on the wall at the office yeah so i know because
0: i'm an old man shut up shut up <laughs> and uh alex if people want to get into what you're making uh where can they find
2: uh I think you know, pertinent anything. to this conversation, you can find me on Twitter at Fossiani A, but if it pertinent to this conversation, if you want to hear me talk about Star Wars, a whole lot more itemized reviews of every Mandalorian episode, books, comics, movies, games, all that shit. Uh, look us up. Uh, the Star Wars New Canon Book Club available now on
0: iTunes and all other podcast zones, which was actually my very first podcast. So Hell yeah, uh, that was. Yeah, I literally like I saw that you were in this and I was like, I don't know what a podcast is. And I started downloading it, listening to uh, on my bus rides in San Francisco. And I was like, oh, now I get why people listen to these things. Yeah.
2: And if you <laughs> and if you want to hear me talk about literally nothing like the other stuff that I talk about on everything else uh me and my buddy satchel have a podcast now called non-profit uh where we just talk about everything and the future of it and how it all works and what we think about life so uh yeah go check
0: that out too it's really good stuff
2: well um
0: until next time folks stay super and we'll see you all later bye-bye hey. goodbye <laughs> goodbye
1: May the 4th. No, they don't like, I, own think, it. I think they actually own the, the they thing. They cannot own the phrase May the 4th. No, I, Cody, I'm, Cody. I'm pretty sure they do. Nope. I'm not even, it's not even a bit. I think that they do legitimately There's own no, that now. Oh, my Lord.
0: Okay, you know what? We
1: were going to end it, but
0: now we're going to Google search this. So, May the 4th be with you. Copyright? It does not own May the 4th. But by using the hashtag May the 4th, they can use your tweets and whatnots to uh, advertise their Star Wars brand. They're not stealing your tweets. They just have the ability they're, to... They're, they're hot topicing your tweets. <laughs> essentially. Essentially. We gotta go! Cody, we gotta record! <laughs> Why'd you need me go down this rabbit hole? <laughs> because we needed it. Okay. Thank you, guys. Bye! Damn it, Cody. Say bye. Bye.